0: I might give away the plot or the ending in this review, so just be warned. Remember the Titans, which came out in 2000 and was directed by Boaz Yakin.
1: You smiling? Why are you smiling?
0: Football's
1: fun. You think football is fun? Yes, no. No? Certainly, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, that. it's not fun anymore, not even a little bit. Zero fun, sir. All right. You <laughs> Coach Boone's school board made the decision to put you on my staff. I did not hire you. Well, I came up here to coach you. I didn't have to be assigned to your staff, so I guess we're both in a situation we don't want to be in. But I can guarantee you this, Coach. I come to win. Greek mythology, the Titans were greater even than the gods. We're going to change the way we run. They ruled their universe with absolute power. We're going to change the way we block. That football field out there tonight, that's our universe. We're going to
0: change the way we win! You don't let anything, nothing, come between us. We are changed. It stars Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Wood Harris, Ryan Hurst, Donald Faison, Craig Kirkwood, Ethan Suplee, Ryan Gosling, Kip Pardue, Nicole Ari Parker, Kate Bosworth, and Hayden Panettiere. The genre would be historical football drama. Now, I remember seeing this in theaters and generally enjoying it, but also having two completely divergent types of feelings at different points throughout this movie. One of them was, oh, come on, that is so cheesy. This feels like such a Disney movie. Yeah, right, that happened. And this singing is just obnoxious. The other feeling would be, damn, that was pretty moving. I'm tearing up a bit. Hell yeah, you tell them. Come on, you could do it. Go Titans! It's just that kind of sports drama. There are moments which are rousing and or poetic, and then there are other moments which are just gratingly cloying and manipulative. Now, overall, the movie works. How could it not with this cast? But now, after having rewatched this film a few times since then, it pretty much rouses the same mixture of feelings as it did from the get-go. Boaz Yakin directed this, and a few years prior, he had directed the seminal crime drama Fresh a film that is so raw and disturbing at points, it's kind of amazing that Disney and producer Jerry Bruckheimer ended up hiring him, of all people, to adapt this true story of the 1971 T.C. Williams High School Titans. Because this is a pretty damn inspiring story. T.C. Williams was the first school in its district in Northern Virginia to be federally mandated to racially integrate. And during that football season, their varsity team, called the Titans, which had also just been racially integrated... Led by coach Herman Boone, played by Denzel, the team went a perfect 13-0 and on their way towards winning the state championship. And from that moment on, in 1971, racial harmony endured. <laughs> well, not quite. Now, that would be oversimplifying things, wouldn't it? I completely get the criticisms lobbed at movies like this or Green Book, where they make the very ideas of racism, integration, or tolerance just seem much tidier than they are in real life. And Remember the Titans is certainly guilty of that, as you have your own two distinct tiers of white racist characters. The first tier are those who are subtly racist in the beginning, and have zero empathy for those dealing with racial discrimination, or worse, and then become enlightened by the halfway point, after one pointed conversation with a minority character, one impressive display of athleticism from a minority character or one over-demonstration of racism toward a minority character from the second tier. And the second tier? Those who are extremely racist out in the open towards minority characters. Enough to make all the other white characters look noble by comparison.
1: Who are you? I'm Herman Boone. I'm the new assistant coach. Well, for the looks of things, I'd say we got about all the help we need around here. Why ain't you outside there with all your little friends hollering? This was the time that was arrange for me to meet with Coach Yost. I never miss an appointment.
0: Well, maybe maybe you just better reschedule. And most of the white characters in movies like this, this one included, they fall into the first category. But make no mistake, this is first and foremost a football drama, and everyone comes to play, so to speak. Denzel is Denzel, and he gives a Denzelishly forceful performance as the head coach. Considering that he's the star with his name above the title... He actually does not have as much screen time as you would expect, since this is really much more of an ensemble. But still, he brings a brash, playful energy to all of his coaching scenes, leaving little doubt as to who's in charge, both on and off screen. He just sounds so legit when commanding drills, plays, sparring with referees, it's a wonder he hasn't played more coaches before or since this movie. And beyond that, he brings gravitas to those moments when you really get your money's worth from Denzel the indignant monologues, or the inspiring speeches. I'm going to help you, boys. I'm Gary Bertier, the only All-American you've got on this
1: team. You want any of us to play for you? You reserve half the open positions for Hammond players, half the offense, half the special teams. We don't need any of your people on defense. We're already set. Uh-huh. Don't need none of my people. hmm What did you say your name was? Uh, Jerry? Gary. No, you must have said Jerry like Lewis, which would make you Dean Martin, right? Ladies and gentlemen, got an announcement to make. We got Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin going to camp with us here this year. Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girl. Let's give him a round of applause.
0: Denzel's presence and humanity certainly grounds this movie, but he has help from just a fantastic ensemble of up-and-coming actors for the time. You have baby-faced young Ryan Gosling, Donald Faison, Kip Pardue, and Hayden Panettiere as the spunky football-obsessed nine-year-old daughter of Will Patton's assistant coach, Yost. Will Patton is particularly good in his several tense interactions with Denzel, and he does bring some heat with probably the most rousing line of the movie.
1: Now... I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night! And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans.
0: But to me, the best standouts among the younger cast are Wood Harris and Ryan Hurst as two players whose relationship grows the most throughout the story. They come from different backgrounds, and they bond over football, of course. Also leading to the film's most emotional scene, when Julius, who's played by Wood Harris, for the first time sees Gary, played by Ryan Hurst. He sees him alone in a hospital room after Gary just became paralyzed from an unfortunate car crash. I swear, the look of disbelief on Wood Harris's face, seeing the state that his friend is in, then his words of disbelief, and then Gary's response as the music swells up, It just never fails to get me choked up. It's just one of those moments. Oh, man.
1: You think I look banged up? You should see my Camaro. Man. I'm sorry, man. I should have been there with you. What are you talking about? You would have been in the bed right next to me. You can't be hurt like this. afraid of you, julius i only saw what i was afraid of and I, know I was only hating my brother
0: of course on the other end the cheesy end remember the titans dips way too often into the trope of characters overcoming their differences via breaking out into song together no matter how out of left field the placement of said singing feels This just grates from the get-go and is so overused. We even see them break out in song during the last scene, a funeral, which bookends the movie. Speaking of which, the bookend scenes for this movie are just unnecessary, even condescendingly so, on a level which probably rivals Saving Private Ryan. And don't even get me started on the choice of song that they use at the funeral.
1: Hey, hey, hey Goodbye Na, 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 na Na, 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 na
0: Hey Overall, Remember the Titans still works thanks to no shortage of exciting football sequences, strong performances across the board, and some occasionally nuanced dialogue thanks to screenwriter Gregory Allen Howard, who would go on to adapt other true stories with future screenplays for Ali and Harriet. Now, do I think we could have gotten a more stirring drama that didn't have to fit into the PG-rated box? Sure. You especially feel those Disney constraints during some locker room scenes. But when a movie sets out to make you feel something, and generally succeeds, Hall of Fame plaudits are in order. Especially in Virginia, apparently. And yeah, consider me bummed to find out that the entire Hall of Fame subplot in this movie, it was completely fabricated as well. And that brings me to the categories. The first category would be Best Needle Drop. And Worst Needle Drop. I'm modifying the category a little bit. This is the best and worst song cue or piece of score used throughout the runtime of the film. Some might disagree, but I found there to be some very on-the-nose choices for period pop songs that we hear throughout this movie. Just really obvious stuff, like Forrest Gump level. Now seriously, nothing against the genius of the late great legend Marvin Gaye and Tammy Tyrell, but it is time to retire Ain't No Mountain High Enough as a needle drop. It has just been used and used and used again. I looked it up. This song was used as a needle drop in probably about 20 films between 1995 and 2010. And it's been overdone. And it was overdone in this movie. Now, on the other hand, Trevor Rabin has composed a very emotional, stirring score for this film, which just lands in all of the right places. One highlight is a lovely orchestral theme, which plays during some of the more emotional moments especially during that scene in the hospital room just described previously. The track is fittingly called Brothers. And if you have seen this movie, just try not getting choked up listening to this. That brings me to the next category, which would be wasted talent. This is the most underutilized talent involved with the film. And keeping with the musical issues of this film, obviously it's a sticking point of mine, no actor is saddled with more needless moments of his character having to break out into song than veteran character actor Ethan Supley. He has always been a charming actor, usually playing somewhat bumbling side characters in shows like My Name is Earl or movies like Wolf of Wall Street or Unstoppable. And here he gives a genuinely solid performance as Louie, a newly transferred kid to T.C. Williams, who joins the team and off the bat relates pretty well to the African-American players who he's training with. Just for perspective on how effective he is in this role, you can rewind back two years to his character in American History X, who is a very convincing neo-Nazi spewing racist, pretty much the polar opposite of this character. Now, unfortunately, though, Suplee, too much of his screen time is just spent singing. Now, we could see these guys relating, interacting, you know, hashing it out, getting to know each other. But why do that when we could just see them sing? You know, they're just hanging out. Well, let's sing a song. Oh, we get along now. Boom. It's very oversimplified, and it's overused in this movie, and it's very much overused with this particular character.
1: <laughs> yes, sir!
0: That brings me to the trailer moment. This is the scener moment that best describes this movie. That Will Patton coach yo speech that I mentioned earlier, it comes really close, but there's one that's still better. There's one scene about a half hour in which demonstrates why you hire Denzel to play a lead role like this, and that has to be his Gettysburg speech. Early one morning while the whole team is at training camp, he wakes all of them up before the sun has even come up, to start jogging through some nearby forest to get the day started. Of course, the whole idea of forcing a bunch of teenagers to jog through a strange forest in the dark, it does seem a bit extreme, but Coach Boone has a purpose in mind. After jogging a while, the sun starts to come up, and the whole group ends up on a wide-open, misty field with several rows of grave sites nearby. What is this place? Everyone is winded and covered with dirt. After taking a breath, Denzel's Boone who's pretty winded himself, then starts to explain to them where they are and why this place is important. Anybody know what this place is? This is
1: Gettysburg. This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we're still fighting amongst ourselves this green field right here painted red bubbling with the blood of young boys smoke and hot lead pouring right through their bodies listen to their souls man. men killed my brother with malice in my heart hatred destroyed my family You listen, take a lesson from the dead. If we don't come together
0: right now on this hollow ground, we too will be destroyed. And that pretty much sums up the theme of this movie. Even if several elements are simplified, it just works. And you know someone has earned the designation of the greatest living actor, period, which Denzel has earned, when the average American is asked who gave the Gettysburg Address, Denzel's name is mentioned right alongside Lincoln. And that brings me to the final category, which would be the MVP. This is the person or people who are most responsible for the success of this film. You know, it's funny, but before I began really delving into this review, I just assumed that Denzel was a no-brainer for MVP. And he certainly does what he was hired to do. But, as I've said before, this is more of an ensemble piece. So much that the best fist-pump moment belongs to another actor. And the most emotional scene of this movie is actually performed by two other actors. Therefore, I have to designate co-MVPs to four different actors. Denzel, who plays Coach Boone, Will Patton, who plays assistant coach Yost, Wood Harris, who plays Julius, and Ryan Hurst, who plays Gary. Now, no doubt, Denzel was the leader, but to help this movie rise above some key flaws, it was a genuine team effort.
1: You all right, Big You all right? You really stuck him, Campbell. Yeah, I love me a little contact, Petey. Left side! Strong side! Left side! Strong side! Left side! Strong side! Left side! Strong side! Left
0: side! side! My rating for Remember the Titans would be three stars out of five. In the pantheon of feel-good football films, which the whole family can watch together, you really can't do any better than Remember the Titans. Check it out for sure, and don't feel embarrassed when you find yourself choking up during the same scenes again and again. And if you're looking to watch Remember the Titans, you could find it streaming on Disney+. Plus. And that ends another Unified Review... Please like, subscribe and share the Living for the Cinema podcast and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram and Letterboxd. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema.